Amen. The Lord is good, isn't he? Let's just stand to our feet one more time. Just lift your hands and just begin to worship him just for a minute. Oh, come on, somebody make his praise glorious. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. All the way in the back. Come on, open up your mouth. Come on, the presence of the Lord is in this place. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, everybody can praise him around you, but can't nobody praise him for you. Come on. Come on, come on. From the abundance of your heart, open up your mouth. Come on, come on. If you can't feel your praise, God can't feel it either. Come on now. Give him something he can feel. Come on. Come on, open up your mouth and give him the glory. Come on. Let it rise higher than what you're going through. Come on. Let it rise higher than what you feel. Come on. Let it rise higher than your obstacle. Come on. Because when your praise rises higher than your condition, your condition will be gone by the time you stop. Come on, somebody open up your mouth in this place. Oh, glory to God. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Father, you have already spoken by your spirit. So, Father, we'll just enter in and say a few more things, and we'll give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. you can be seated if you can. All right, I need you to look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. you may be sitting next to the wrong person this morning. <laughs> Come on, tell them, say, neighbor, neighbor. I, I just may be Pentecostal. So say, neighbor, I'm giving you a disclaimer that I just may clap a little bit and I may shout a little bit and I may jump up and run around the building and I just may dance all around you. So don't get nervous. It's just I've been waiting too long for my miracle to let it pass me by this morning. See, somebody missed your moment to shout right there. I've been waiting too long for my breakthrough to ignore the presence of God and to let somebody else walk out of here blessed and I don't push through myself and touch the hem of his garment. There's no way I'm going to finish this. I know that. I know that. I thought I was going in one direction, but then the Lord has a way of saying no. No, God said you're not, you're not, you're not doing this, and you ain't going to finish. <laughs> How would you like to get that message? <laughs> so I already know I'm doing a part two. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, the title of the message is, Everything You Need, Everything you need. Is, in is in the House. You got 10 seconds to celebrate that. <laughs> See, I don't think you heard me. I said, everything you need Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. You're getting part one. Part two is tonight. There's no way I'm going to finish. And I had to sit there and be silent while the pastor preached my whole message. But God did that on purpose. 
Because I said, Lord, you know, you changed my message at 3 a.m. Then you tell me I'm not going to finish. My mind is still on the other message, but I know enough to be obedient to God. And then out of his mouth comes Luke chapter 5, 17 to 26. And you know what the Lord said to me? I meant what I said. Oh, good God Almighty. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 26. You going to get part one? Tell your neighbor he going to try. He going to try. Luke chapter 5, 17 to 26. And it came to pass. Tell your neighbor we can go home now. Let's see, that's, that's all you need to hear right there. And it came to pass. Because it's already telling you in the beginning the end. Tell your neighbor it came. Oh, good God Almighty. Look at your neighbor and say, that's your moment to receive right there. Because what you've been waiting for finally came to pass. You better high five three people and say, shout just because you know it's coming. Come on, come on, you didn't say nothing. I said high five your neighbor and say, shout just because you know it's coming. I got to hurry, watch this. And it came to pass on a certain day, so you mean that God is a God of times. That God has an appointed time. And all you got to do is live long enough to hit that day. That's all you got to do. And if the devil couldn't kill you up to now, that means he can't stop what's coming. Tell your neighbor, you don't got to look for it. You're going to run into it. Come on, because it's looking for you. Oh, Lord Jesus. It said it came to pass on a certain day. So he's talking about today. As he was teaching, he meaning Jesus, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. Tell your neighbor, I hope that's not you. Tell your neighbor, I hope you just didn't come to sit by and watch everybody else get a miracle. And sit by and watch everybody else's families get put back together. And sit by with a problem. Because that's that's choice right there. But they were sitting by because they was edumacated. How many edumacated folks we got in there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they knew a little bit. Sometimes that's the downfall. You know a little bit of Bible, nobody can tell you nothing. And God knows how to work through smart folks. Yeah, he just says, I'll baptize a mule and have it talk to you since you're smart enough to miss my presence. And I'll show you that even animals got more sense than you. God has a way of humbling folks. There was doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Watch this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the Lord has already spoken. And he has said, there are people in this house that are going to receive a miracle this morning. If I'm talking to you, you got 30 seconds to put a praise on it. I said, if I'm talking to you, you got 30 seconds to put a praise on it. Present doesn't always have to be felt. Did you know that? But tell your neighbor, it has to be known. Because we're all not in the same place. Just want you to know that. How many felt the presence of the Lord? Let me see your hand. Everybody can't raise their hand, though. 
because everybody don't feel what you feel. And so a lot of times when you begin to feel the anointing and the presence and the power of God, it's like the wind is blowing, but it ain't touching them. Okay. And so they don't know what's already present. They don't even know what they stepped into. And if I was looking from the glass, I could not tell the wind was blowing until it touches something. And the only way some people know that God is in the building is when the wind hit you and you react to the wind. Come on, come on now. I can't tell the wind is blowing when I look out the window. But when I see the leaves in the air, I know it ain't moving by itself. There's something stronger than the leaf that's moving it. What am I trying to tell you? The power of God is present. But there are folks that don't know it until the wind begins to hit your life. And the spirit begins to move on you. And then without a doubt, they have to say, surely the presence of the Lord is in. In this I got to bring you somewhere. It said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So God may have moved on you, but his purpose was for all. Look at your neighbor and say, God don't want to miss one in the building. Tell your neighbor he came for you. Say he came for you. Watch this. And y'all going to get this all messed up because I'm going to have fun. It says, and behold. Say your neighbor, behold. behold. You know why God says behold? Because he's saying learn with all your senses. Wow. Say, behold is not just listen, right? Behold means to look, listen, and understand. Wow. That means take this in with your being because you're going to need it. A lot of times we just listen, but listening alone is not enough, Right? You got to be able to listen with your eyes and you listen with your hands. How many ever been to school? We taught that even in, the, in the, uh, the, the leadership lesson about when you learn, you also learn by watching. So Jesus said, behold me. I want to get your attention here. Men. Tell your neighbor men. men. Not superheroes. Not prophets. Not pastors. Not evangelists. Come on here. Not missionaries because we always leave it to them, right? But God wanted to make sure he used somebody that didn't have a title. That's why he didn't put a name there. Because God wanted you to understand that normal men can push their way through a crowd and touch God for themselves. There's too many times we come to church looking for the worship team to do it. Looking for the preacher to do it. Looking for the pastor to do it. But God said, I'm not going to use the worship team. I'm not going to use the pastor. I'm not going to use the prophet. I'm going to use regular. Man. Woo. High five your neighbor and say that means I can do this. Woo. High five your other neighbor and say that means I can do this. Because I'm regular. God says, look, listen and understand that regular man brought in a bed a man which was taken with palsy. Uh-huh. Watch this. Regular men did what? Say, they brought it in. They carried something. That meant they made a choice. You can leave it home. You can leave it in your life. You can keep it messing with your family. Or you can bring it into the presence of God. Tell your neighbor, choice. What you do with what you have 
is your choice. There's a lot of people that leave the same way they came. You want to know why? You got too much pride to come to the altar. The Holy Ghost got to beg you five, six times to get you to do something that you done made up your mind you don't want to do. But the Bible says a tree falls as it lies. You know what that meant? That meant that the trumpet sounds two seconds from now. You're going to be raised the same way you are right now. So what's in your heart? That's what it's saying. You're not going to change because you're raptured. You're going to go up the same way you was down here. So if you don't make up your mind to get changed now, good God. I'm going to help you, then I'm going to preach. And this is how come when they was raptured, okay? Because they knew enough about God to get raptured, right? How do I know? Because then Jesus shows up and said, how did you get here seeing you don't have on a wedding garment? That meant they had just enough to get caught up, but wasn't changed enough to stay. And he said, take him and throw him in the outer darkness. Why? There was no change. Do you want to know how they can tell? How God can tell whether you change when you're in the spirit? It's by how you're dressed. That's why he said, put on the garment of praise by the spirit of heaviness. Because whatever is in your life, that's what you wear. Look at this. Let me hurry because I got to get you where I'm getting you. So they made a choice. I'm going to carry this and bring it to Jesus. The thing that I love is that it wasn't even their need. They was carrying somebody else's need and was more determined to get his need met than their own. How did you come? How did you come? Because you got to understand principle. Principle. Any two on earth. Remember we talked about that? Agree as to touching any one thing, it shall be done for who? Yeah. Them. There's no way I can carry him into the presence of God without God meeting the need for me. Everything I do for you comes back to me double. Watch this. And they sought means to bring him in. Tell your neighbor, they looked for a way. Sometimes it's too crowded for me to go down there. You ain't looking. I don't feel like being all tight in the chair. Yeah, but you wait in Walmart line for two hours. And you wait in the doctor's office until they... If we in trouble, we let them knock us out and trust them to put back whatever they said they was going to take. But when it come to God, it's just too many people. So we have all these reasons why we're not going to let God change our lives, right? But these guys said all excuses moved aside. I'm going to find a way to get in here. Watch this. This is not the message. This is the opening. Come on now. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. Oh, man, people again. They went up the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. They got him into the presence of God. Watch this. Into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, whose faith did he see? Not just his, right? Whose faith did he see? All those that have faith, he saw it. You mean that works for every service? You got that right. He always sees your faith. And you know what God does? He then... When he looks at your life and sees this, I'm going to help you. 
if he looks at your life and he sees you need a miracle that's going to require this amount of faith okay but you came in the building with this amount of faith so it's going to take me to make this preacher say something to build up your faith to the level that I can meet your need because I see you got a little faith and then I understand God's principle faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so if I can get that preacher to speak the thing that you need your faith will elevate so that you can grab what you need and leave here different than you came And that's how come every time the preacher preach, you ought to clap your hands and shout and create an atmosphere for the Holy Ghost to begin to move on every need that is in this. All right, let me get you where I got to get you. Watch this. And when he saw their faith, he said, what happened? When he saw their faith, what happened next? He spoke. When he saw their faith, he released the word. When he saw their faith, he released the word. He opened up his mouth. Whew. But look what he says, man, thy sins be forgiven. That's not what they wanted to hear. That's not what they wanted to hear. They was looking at him and saying, get up off that couch. Tell your neighbor, that's coming. It's coming. God goes the long way because he got a lot of stuff he got to deal with before he give you the miracle that you need. But tell your neighbor everything that he says is relevant. Tell your neighbor everything that he says is relevant. Jesus could come in here and say sneakers and all y'all be healed. I'm going to help you in a minute. Jesus could come in here and say popcorn. Everybody be filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to know why? Because the essence is the word. In the beginning was the what? And the word was what? And the word was? And all things was made by? All things was made by the word. Don't matter what the word said. Everything is made by the word. Any word that comes out of his mouth can make anything. The preacher does not have to preach your specific need for you to get your miracle. Anything that he says under the anointing will produce anything you have need of. Let me help you so I can move. And this is how come, amen, when that woman came to Jesus and, and they begin to push her away, amen, and she went crying to the disciples, right? And then the disciples come running to Jesus, is that right? And they said, Lord, get rid of this woman. Come on now. They didn't even realize she had them all working for her. Because in the beginning, she was the only one going to Jesus. Now she's got 12 more going to Jesus for her. Watch this. So then Jesus said it is not meat to give dogs to children. It's not meat to give dogs to children's bread. How many of you would have been stopped at that word? But that woman was smart, right? She said even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. She said, yeah, because what the, devil, what the devil made you think was pushing you out really opened up the door to let you in. Let me help you. You won't let a stranger in your house, but your little puppy, you will let in. Him calling her a dog actually created opportunity for her to get closer to. She said, dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. Crumbs is what? Tell your neighbor it's a piece of the bread. Healing is the children's what? 
She said, look, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but I don't need a whole loaf of bread. Just give me a crumb. Because if there's power in the bread, there's power in the crumb. If there's healing in the bread, there's healing in the crumb. If there's deliverance in the bread, there's deliverance in the crumb. I don't need a whole loaf. I just need whatever you're willing to release. Somebody got 30 seconds to open up your mouth and give God a shout of praise. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Sometimes we're looking for God to do more than he actually needs to do. Look at your neighbor and say, God ain't going to strain to give you a miracle. Tell your neighbor he ain't losing no power. Tell your neighbor he's waiting on you. Okay, I got to hurry. And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, because they said, well, who can forgive sins but God alone? It says, and Jesus perceived their thoughts. Tell your neighbor, it's hard to stop somebody who knows what you're thinking before you think it. Good news for us, bad news for your enemy. Because God already knows what he's planning before he can even plan it. God already knows tomorrow before you step in it. So why are you worried about your future when you serve the one who can see it before it arrives? Watch this. And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said, why reason ye in your hearts? Because where does the warfare come? Where does the struggle come? Right here is in your heart. But he said, what is easy for me to say? Thy sins be forgiven or rise up and walk. But so that you will know the Son of Man have power on earth to forgive sins. What he was saying was, I can tell you you're forgiven of sins, but nobody can see that. You can't tell the wind is blowing. But let me do something you can see so that you can believe in the stuff you can't. Y'all, y'all. Watch this. He said, arise. Take up your couch and go into your own house and immediately. Tell your neighbor, I'm looking for some immediate miracles. I don't hear nobody in the building. Tell your neighbor, I'm looking for some immediate miracles. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I don't got another year to wait on this. And I can't even wait, amen, another week. What I need God to do, I need him to do it this morning. I've been waiting long enough. And now that he's in my presence, I don't know who I'm preaching to. But God said there's going to be some folks in here that need immediate miracles. If I'm preaching to you, you got about 10 seconds to put a praise on that. You better high-five your neighbor and say, the wait is over. High-five your neighbor and say, the wait is over. Because what you've been looking for, the one who needs to do it, is already in the house. My God, somebody, I said, he's already in the house. Oh, Jesus. Watch this. And immediately, he rose up before them. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to rise above your sickness. See what it means when it says he rose up? Tell your neighbor you're about to rise higher than the thing that's binding you. 
See, I wish y'all would help me preach. You're going to rise higher than the thing that's been controlling you. You're going to rise higher than the thing that's been stopping you. You're going to rise higher than the thing that's been pulling you around and telling you what to do. And you know what you're going to see? You're going to look at it under your feet. Who am I preaching to today? Jesus said, I'm going to give you power to pick the thing up that's been holding you down. Tell your neighbor there's about to be a reversal. God's about to make you the head and not the tail. Tell your neighbor, I feel victory. Uh, you don't even act like it. Tell your neighbor, I feel victory coming in the building right now. Okay, I got to hurry. Watch this. And he rose up before them. Them. Before the unbelievers. Before the doubters. You stop preaching my message. Before the religious. He rose up. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I got good news for you. This is the last day your haters will be able to stop you. This is the last day the doubters will be able to stop you. This is the last day your own family members have control over you because God is about to give you the power to rise up above it all. I'm going to get out of this opening in a minute. Watch this. And immediately he rose up before them and took up that which he laid and departed to his own house. Where did he take the miracle? Oh, come on now, somebody. I'm about to shout for you. Where did he take the miracle? You want to know why? Because there's some folks in your house that need to know he's still God. I said there's some folks in your house that needs to know he never lost the power. So God said, I'm not going to just let you shout in church. Honey, you're going to shout all the way home. So by the time you get there, look at your neighbor and say, take your miracle home with you. Look at what it says. And he departed into his own house. Glorifying God. Watch this. Watch this. And they were all amazed. Who? You mean not just some of them? And they were all amazed. And they. What did I just say? Tell your neighbor, praise is contagious. Did you hear me what I just said? If you praise God long enough, it won't be long to your neighbor give God praise. Can I help you here? Praise don't always look like what you think it should look like. Because they actually give God praise when they say, I wish they stopped standing up. They're giving God praise. I wish they stopped shouting. They're giving God praise. I wish that preacher shut up. They're still giving God praise. Because at least you recognize the wind is blowing finally. God's got your attention. It don't matter whether it's negative or positive. Your mind is on what God is doing. And they were all amazed and glorified God and was filled with what? Fear. Saying we have seen strange things today. I need you to shake about three people's hands and say we're about to see some strange things. Don't shake their hand if you don't mean it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say don't shake my hand if you don't believe it. 
because I need to touch somebody that really believe because I'm one of the ones that wants to see something strange happening in my life. So excuse me if I pull my hand back because you ain't praise God all service. So why should I touch you? I'll reach across and grab somebody else and say, neighbor, shout with me because I'm about to see strange things. Gotta hurry to get you out of part one. Watch this. The Bible says they were all amazed, meaning they were all shocked, astonished, filled with wonder. Because they couldn't believe what they just witnessed with their own eyes. Say, neighbor, get ready. The day of secret miracles are over. The day of God moving and hiding is over. Say, neighbor, get ready. Because what God is about to do, he's about to do it in the daylight. I said, what God is about to do, he's about to do it in the open. He's about to show this world one more time that he is God. And he never lost his power. It don't matter whether they riot. It don't matter whether they burn buildings down. Your God is about to show up with all types of supernatural power to show this world one more time he's still God listen to me they're going to see it with their own eyes tell your neighbor get ready because what do we read ahead of this this miracle happened in the house but it walked home with him God Almighty did you hear what I just said that been what God is saying is I'm going to pour it out in church but I'm going to finish it at your house you better stand to your feet and shout right there I feel the Holy Ghost God is about to shake your kids God is about to shake your sons God is about to shake your daughters God is about to do a miracle at your house I'm bringing it home. I'm bringing it home. Excuse me if I speak in tongues while I'm driving because I'm bringing this home. Excuse me if I talk in tongues while I walk through my house because I'm bringing it home. The days of having victory in church and then being defeated in your own house are over. I said they're over. There's a greater power and authority that's about to rest on you to give you dominion over every devil, every demon, every sickness, every habit. Shake your neighbor's hands and say, walk in it. Walk in it. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in it. Because if you can't believe what I tell you, then believe what you received. Say, neighbor. You didn't say it like me. Say, neighbor. 
I got something to tell you. If you've never seen a miracle, touch my hand because I am the miracle. When he changed my life, when he filled me with the Holy Ghost, when he saved me, when he healed me, when he delivered me, when he baptized me. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Watch this. They were fascinated and in awe because they saw with their eyes the physical manifestation of God's power right before them. For the presence of the Lord was in the house. Hit your neighbor and say, he's here. Even when you don't feel him. Hit him and say, he's here. Even when it's quiet, hit him. He's here. Even though I didn't get my favorite seat, hit him. He's here. Even though I'm in the hallway, hit him and say, he's here. All the way in the back on the monitors. Come on, say, he's here. And he's in the front. Come on. He's with the Sunday school kids. Come on. And he's still looking after your house. You can't stop a God who's everywhere at the same time. Watch this. They saw a miracle. They saw it. And both the believer and the unbeliever could not deny the fact that God was alive. And he was in the midst of them. Say, neighbor, you better believe I'm a miracle. Say, because last year around this time, I would have slapped you for some of the stuff that happened. It took the miracle work and power of God to make me put my... Y'all don't know. This type of move, visible manifestation of God, caused everybody to glorify God because it was something that they could not deny. God's about to do something no one can deny. The scripture said they all gave God the praise. They all glorified God. One received the miracle, but then they all gave him the praise. Why? Because like I always say, it only takes one person, right? One person, right, Pastor? Come here. One person, come here. How many are you? You one, but I'm telling you, preach like three. Get over here. Go to that door. If this building was on fire, and all the other entranceways was blocked. And this was the only way out. How many people does it take to deliver us all? Open the door, Pastor. One. If one person gets a miracle, if one person gets a breakthrough, if one person gets the Holy Ghost, it opens up the door for everybody in the building to get it. Let me help you. Jesus said, I am that door. I'm your way out, but I'm also your way in. Because what you don't realize is when he opens up a door, devils has to go. But when he opens up the door, power comes in. You better look at your neighbor and shout, the door has just been opened. 
Now stand to your feet and give God a shout of prayer. The door has been open. Somebody better praise him in here. I said the door is open for your healing. The door is open for your miracle. The Sit down, let me finish this. He's here. He's here. Somebody in here, you, you feel it in your spirit that you're on a verge of like a breakthrough. You can sense it in your spirit. This is what I'm going to tell you because I hear the Holy Ghost saying, tell that person to get up and just start walking around shouting because the next shout is going to bring the miracle right to their house. I know he's not the only one, so if God is talking to you, let's take 30 seconds and just start to give God the praise in this house. They're opening a door right now. They're opening a door. That's one door. That's two doors. That's three doors. That's four doors. That's five doors. Every time a door opens, somebody gets a miracle. Every time a door opens, somebody gets deliverance. Every time the door opens, Somebody gets a breakthrough. Somebody receives power. Gotta hurry. You just obey God. Y'all not bothering me. You obey God. Whatever he tell you to do, do from this point out. You ain't bothering me. Do whatever the Holy Ghost tell you to do. Listen to this. When God began to move in the midst, they didn't have to beg nobody to praise him. It was an automatic response to the moving of God's power. When the presence of God begins to move, that's when sicknesses are healed. Demons begin to flee. Bondages are broken. Stress has to leave. Fear begins to diminish. And the church is revived. Because when the presence of the Lord steps in, everything contrary to the cross has got to leave the room. If I turn off the lights, the room is dark, right? If I turn on the lights, where does the darkness go? You mean to tell me I don't have to ask it to leave? It's an automatic response to power? You ain't got to say nothing to the devil. Tell your neighbor, turn the light on. And he automatically leaves every time you walk in the building. I got to hurry. So the truth is this. I have to learn how to praise God no matter how I feel. Look at your neighbor and say, can I tell you the truth? Seeing that we all family, I don't always feel victorious. I don't always feel like more than a conqueror. I don't always feel like praising God. Ooh. Sometimes all I can get out is that amen. What am I preaching to? Sometimes that's all the strength I got. 
And I'm sitting watching everybody praise him around me. And I ain't got the strength to do it because of what I'm going through. But tell your neighbor, be encouraged. God only requires you to do a little. Tell your neighbor, give God your little. And God will give you a whole lot. Come on here, somebody. You got to learn how to praise God in your pain. Is that right? Because we're not exempt from pain. Amen. They put Paul and Silas in that prison. And they whipped them in the back to the skin broke. And he bled. But tell your neighbor, but come midnight. He didn't miss his appointment with God. He made up his mind, pain or no pain. Blood or no blood. No matter whose fault it is. When it's time to worship God, I'm going to praise God in the middle of my pain. And the Bible says in while they praise God prisoners heard them say neighbor you'll never experience your miracle until your praise becomes public When Paul and Silas begin to praise God, those that were bound heard them. Do you know who hears you the most? People who need it the most. When you're all the way in the front and they can hear you all the way in the back, it's because somebody back there needs to be free. And your praise breaks their chains. Say, neighbor, I don't mean to get on your nerves, but the louder I praise him, the more he's going to deliver. The louder I shout, the more he's going to heal. So I said, I got to give him a praise that'll touch somebody's life. Got to get you somewhere. Watch this. Here's the real truth. The devil has been right in the back of this pandemic long enough. And God is sick of it. Because the enemy has got people's eyes off of healing bread. And got everybody's eyes on what the doctor said. Now, am I saying that we shouldn't be wise? Absolutely not. Am I saying that we shouldn't do the things that we're supposed to do? Absolutely not. We should do those things. But please don't forget that by his stripes you're healed. The devil has got people conditioned into thinking that God can't or that God won't. But tell your neighbor, but God shall. He wants you to think that it's going to take forever for God to do what he said he's going to do. But tell your neighbor, but God specializes in impossible situations. He's been fixing broken things for a long time. It said that the people were filled with fear. Because of the manifestation of the power of God for believers and non-believers. So that outpouring brought back a reverence to the house of God. It brought back a reverence. Why? Because they all are now glorifying God. The miracle brought the backslider back. It brought the one who was struggling back. 
Because it reminded them who God was. The testimony of the people who witnessed the move of God, they said this, we have seen, not just we have heard, but we have seen with our own eyes the demonstration of God's power. So in one move, God took questions away. Tell your neighbor God's going to answer some questions. And what did he do? He reminded one generation who he was. And the next generation, he's still in the house. God says, I'm going to awaken your senses. They didn't just say we have seen, but they said we have seen strange things. Tell your neighbor, strange. strange. What does the word strange mean? Unusual, surprising, unexpected, not previously seen or experienced by the present generation. This was the promise outpouring to both the old and new generation because God is going to cause both the old and new generation to see together this end time move of God. God is not just going to do it for the elders. It's going to be done in the midst of the elders and the youth. Tell your neighbor we all going to see it. We all going to feel it and we're all going to experience what God is about to do. Watch this. It starts off with this saying. It starts off with this saying. In Luke chapter 5 verse 17. It says this. And it came to pass as Jesus was teaching. Meaning this. The word of God was released into the atmosphere. As Jesus was speaking, he is talking. He's releasing words. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. What does that mean? That means every time that God speaks, seeds hit atmosphere. And then they fall on ground, which is the hearts of men. Watch this. He opens up his mouth and he releases a word. So we understand that faith is not a product of the world. It is a product of the word of God because God says it won't return unto him void. So when Jesus opens up his mouth, what he does is he creates opportunity for believers to receive miracles. Every time God speaks, doors open and atmosphere is set. For anybody to grab a hold of anything at any time. Tell your neighbor all you got to do is take it. Tell your neighbor all you got to do is take it. Watch this. It used this word, the power of the Lord was present to heal. And how many know that God always has a purpose in his visitation? That God is not vain. That God don't do things just to make you shout and to run and we do that. And that's wonderful, but there's more to it than that. You running, shouting, and moving is just a sign that you've been touched by the power. Good God Almighty. But there's something greater happening. It's that, it's that word heal. The power of the Lord was present to heal. That word heal means to free from sickness. But it also means to re- free from disease and pain. But there's another definition. To fix that which is broken. Like your marriage. Like your finances, like relationships, like your prosperity. I'll heal the land. It means he's going to fix whatever's broken in your life. 
when they said the power of the Lord was present to heal of sickness, disease, and pain, but to fix everything that's broken. Now, this may be impossible to man, but it's not impossible with God. But can I give you a few more definitions of the word heal? Because he just, there wasn't a room full of sick people. So why was the power present? Because it was present to heal. But the word heal also means to restore that which was lost. How many of you lost your minds and lost your peace and lost your direction and lost your courage and lost your families and lost your finances and lost your jobs? What well, is coming to restore everything you lost? God Almighty. Watch this. It also means to free from chemical and substance abuse to make whole mentally emotionally and physically to make you spiritually fit the word heal means to improve your quality of life the word heal means to make your marriage better to make your family better to make your situation better the word heal means to recover to prosper to resolve the problem to answer the question to settle the conflict it means to cleanse, to purify, to sanctify, to deliver, to loose, to break, to free from evil, to rebuke, to tear down, pull up, and cast down, to move mountains, to give the answer, to bring the antidote, to conquer the battle and to win the war. When it said the power of God was present to heal, what that meant was I come to take authority over everything in your life. God's power was present to heal. Tell your neighbor it's not past tense. That means it is not something that has happened. And it is not something that's going to happen. Tell your neighbor it's something that's happening right now. Tell them again, it's happening right now. Even though what I'm preaching is going over your head, it's happening right now. It's present in the room and they don't even know it because they're just sitting there, but they don't even know. I'm gonna get you there, I'm gonna get you there. The power was present. That meant it was happening right now. It was there waiting. Doing what? So while they were all sitting, listening to scripture, there were some that felt what God was doing before they got there. I need to speak to some folks because you're specific. There are people in this room that God already told me, you came with an expectation. There was something on the inside of you that said, God is about to do something for me this morning. And you walked in with an expectation. You felt what he was going to do before it even happened. Why am I telling you that? Because you're the ones that's about to get a miracle. But for all you others, you ain't going to be missed because you're going to catch you in the overflow. Because we all going to leave here amazed. Because what they don't tell you, all they focus on is the one that got healed. They don't tell you about everybody else in the room that was touched by the power. 
Tell your neighbor he wasn't the only one healed. Watch this. The power of God was present to heal. But the man who needed to receive it couldn't get to Jesus. Who am I preaching to now? Did you ever feel like that what you are going through is bigger than you? And that it's very hard for you to bring what you have to Jesus. Because it's a struggle. Whether it's something you share with people or not, there's a struggle. I'm going through something. It's a struggle. And I don't want nobody to know that I'm outside of the presence of God. I don't want nobody to know that I can't feel God. I don't want nobody to know that I, that I don't have the breakthrough, that I'm shouting in here but crying at home. Amen, that I'm praising God in here but I'm bleeding on the inside. I'm shouting now but I'm doubting all the way in my car. And I don't want people to know there's two sides of me because there's a civil war going on on the inside. I want to believe but when I look at my situation, it causes my belief to leave. Who am I preaching to today? I'm preaching to some folks because this man didn't just get this today he had it for years how many times did he try to get to the pool of Bethesda how many other times did he try to get to Jesus maybe they were there behind the woman that had the issue of blood but they were blocked that time maybe they were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead but maybe they were blocked that time and maybe they were there when he cast out the devils and maybe they were blocked this time but there was something about today because they're made up their minds this time I refuse to be blocked this time I refuse to be denied it said and the power of God was present to heal do you know what that meant and the power of God was released in the atmosphere and it waited nobody moved and it stayed there. Nobody shouted. And it stayed there. Because it had an appointment. It had to be on time. For the one that was coming who believed this. And so that makes me feel good because if you don't praise God with me, it really don't mean nothing. Because there's one thing I know. The power is already present and is waiting for somebody who dares to believe that if they launch out by faith, they will leave here with them. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I would love you to praise God with me. But say, make no mistake about it. If you don't, I will get my miracle all by myself. I'll press my way through the crowd like the woman with the issue of blood. I'll climb a tree like Zacchaeus. I'll shout like blind Bartimaeus. But I made up my mind that today is my day and I'm not leaving here without my miracle. And the power was present. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you ain't got to feel it. You just got to receive it. Can I tell you what I saw? I saw a cloud in this room when y'all was at the altar praising God for I think your son. There was a cloud and it was about as far as this baptism. And I think it went all the way outside. 
You know what it was doing? Tell your neighbor, waiting. Tell your neighbor, for anybody. Somebody shout for me because I'm about to shout. Somebody shout for me because it's waiting for somebody to dare to believe that after all this time, I'm going to receive my miracle. I'm going to quit in a minute. The power of God was waiting for somebody to break out of their routine, to somebody to break out of their comfort zone. How many times do you come to church and the Holy Ghost tell you to do something and you bypass it? Let me see your hand. Can this be honest Sunday? He tell you to get up and you don't get up. He tell you to run to the front and fall on the altar and you don't do it. He tell you to jump up and shout and you quiet. He tell you to run around the building and you stay still. How many times does the Holy Ghost tell us to do something, but we won't respond and he just waits? And all that time, the devil's mocking us, saying, you missed it. You missed your moment. You missed God. You're never going to get your miracle. You're never going to get your deliverance. I'm going to always tie you to this seat. I'm going to make sure you come to church and never get up and never run around the building. But tell your neighbor, I'm so glad that God is a God of second chances. I'm so glad that when I don't do it the first time, he gives me another chance. Who am I preaching to? So for the next 30 seconds, if God told you to do something and you didn't do it, do it right now. Somebody better clap their hands. Somebody better shout. Somebody better glorify God. This is your moment. Somebody come lay hands on her right now. I see the Holy Ghost over her. Come on, somebody. Come lay hands on her right now. Because the power of God is... Come on, I know there's somebody else. God told you to do something. He told you to come to the altar. He told you to walk the aisles. Come on, here's somebody. The devil not going to keep me bound by the power that's present to heal. You can say, you can say, Bishop, why? Did you have them come pray for her? Somebody come pray for her. Somebody come pray for her. Somebody come pray for him. Somebody come pray for him. You say, Bishop, why do you have them coming? Because that man did not get to the presence of God on his own. He had some friends that didn't mind carrying him into the presence of God. He had some friends that didn't mind carrying him up the side of a roof to lower him down into the presence of God. Yeah, we got time. Y'all go on and praise him. 
I'm going to finish this. Come on. Lift your hands and praise him. Because it was in a service just like this that they look up in the ceiling, begin to fall because some people were determined to tear a hole through the roof. While they were sitting, there were some folks on the roof making noise. Somebody better open up your mouth and make noise. They're disturbing the meeting. Oh, they're tearing a hole through the roof so that somebody can get to the presence of God. They're making noise so somebody can be delivered. God is tearing a hole through your obstacle. God is tearing a hole through your hindrance. He's breaking through your roof. He's breaking through your hindrance. He's breaking through your sickness so you can receive power. Stand to your feet all over the building. I got to quit. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. They started banging through the roof. They were making a portal to lower somebody down into the presence of God. I'm tearing a hole through your fear. I'm tearing a hole through your weakness. I'm tearing a hole through your doubt. I'm going to get you into the presence of God. I made up my mind. I'm going to get you to Jesus. Ain't nothing going to hinder you no more. Ain't nothing going to stop you no more. I'm going to get you to Jesus. I got some friends that's going to help you get to Jesus. They started making noise for the next 60 seconds. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and fill this place with praise. Come on, lay hands on the person next to you. Lay hands on the person next to you. Pray for their healing. Pray for their deliverance. Pray for their breakthrough. Pray for their power. Pray for their miracle. They broke through the roof. They broke through the roof. Breakthrough. That means breakthrough. That means God wants to give you a breakthrough. 